Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 63. My guest this week is Khadidra Holmes. Khadidra is the founder of Black Nomads Meat and Eat Fresh Veggies. She is a vegan food traveler and educator, using her passion for plant-based food and travel to help the world fall in love with food and people again. She has such a great wealth of information about both the Black Nomad community and eating healthy on the road, including foraging for your own food. Khadija and I had such a great conversation. It left me with so much to think about. Hopefully you will enjoy it as well. Let's listen in. Well, welcome Khadija. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this interview. <laughs> too. I've been looking forward to this. So my yeah, guest today is Khadija, who is one of the founders of Black Nomads Meat and also eat fresh veggies. So there's a lot that we can talk about in this podcast and hopefully we can fit it all in within an hour. Let's just start out a little bit, having you tell me a little bit about what your background is, how you got started in travel, maybe what you started out traveling in and, and where that's led you and what you're in now. So very good question. So I've been traveling for work for the better part of about 10 years now. My kind of career, if you will, started in animal rights advocacy. And I would go on animal rights tours or healthy eating tours across the East Coast and a few times all the way to Los Angeles. People about healthy eating and, you know, um, healthy alternatives to using animal foods or animal skins. Um, so I did without realizing <laughs> started traveling through there because when we would go on these tours you know we would stop and get food and I would meet mm -hmm. people all across the country um so that was really the the root of um as far as like traveling and kind of getting that travel bug and then when I graduated uh college I was really able to you know get more involved in some more projects that allowed me to um you know, tour, visit restaurants. Uh, another organization I was a part of was called Afro Vegan Society. And, um, you know, de definitely check them out. They're a wonderful yeah. organization. Uh, through them, we went on two tours uh, where we traveled all the way to Texas, promoting healthy eating as well as connecting with healthy eaters all across the country. So it was already kind of there without me mm -hmm. kind of realizing it. And, and then, of course, I started van life in October of 2020 and okay. or actually 2019. I'm sorry. OK. In October 2019. And from there, I really got more involved in traveling. Of course, now that I can live on the road <laughs> full time, I was really able to, um, you know, explore my horizons and encourage others to come with me. So as far as like the traveling, that was very a short a short yeah. summary of you know kind of the seeds of what got me interested in it and now that I'm on the other side and I really accepted that this is what I want to do and I really do genuinely enjoy traveling and meeting people all across the world uh, I'm really looking forward to creating more projects that allow me to do that and encourage people to travel you know some people really 
haven't really been out outside of their backyard. So it's really fun to really push people or encourage people to really get outside of their comfort zone and see what's really all out there. So, yeah. Yeah. So just curious, when you started your travels in 2019, were you working remotely at that time or how were you? Um, no, I was not. Um, so before I started in 2019, I was working full time to save up for the van and save mm-hmm. up for the lifestyle. Um, and I left my job and I think March or April that year and just went full time into my renovation. You know, I saved up. So I had the yeah. time to do all of my renovations. And um, that's when, when I when I started van life in 2019. I basically started Black Nomads Meet around the same time uh, because okay. I was already an event planner before then. Oh, you know what I mean? So I was like, right. well, if I'm going to do it all the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it all the way. So <laughs> very cool. Well, you mentioned Black Nomads Meet. So let's jump right into that and tell mm. us, you know, tell us a little bit about it and how it came about. Uh, so, yeah, Black Nomads Meet, um, as I mentioned before, it started pretty much around the same time that I started my own journey for van life. Um, It really started out as a way for me to just meet other people. Uh, The journey was quite lonely in the beginning, and I was really under the impression that it was because there weren't a lot of people who looked like me or who who were interested even in the angle of entering van life. Because there's even, there's different expectations we have when we go full-time on the road. Um, It became quite lonely, and I was like, there's no way that (laughs) there's no way that it's just only me out here um Mm -hmm. so instead of me going out and finding people i wanted to create a space for people to come and join the mission with me so black nomads we really started out as a homegrown just grassroots uh community organization i had no idea in a million years that (laughs) that it was going to be all this um but i'm really happy that it is (laughs) Well, when you say all this, why don't you tell us a little bit about all what it is for people who might not know? Oh, it has been the biggest learning experience of my life. I have learned so yes. much. Okay. <laughs> I've learned so much personally, professionally, um, personally for myself. I've learned a lot about being self-sufficient um, on the technical terms. I I know so much about vehicles now. I I, mm. I would have never thought that. I, I know how a whole transmission works. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, um, so there have been a lot of experiences that have developed me personally, even so far as I mentioned of like the expectations we have of van life. Um, you know, some people enter it for the adventure. Some people enter it to really sit and stay in one place. You know what I mean? And I've done a little bit of both. I've traveled the country twice with my van. And I've also lived on a farm for a year straight in my mm. van. So um, it really kind of helped me mold what home looks like, uh, whether it's mobile or if it's stationary. But also professionally, <laughs> I've yeah. learned so much about LLCs and taxes and how to run a business and how to recruit people. I went to school for event planning and, you know, I already had that interest in me, but this project has really taught me a lot about how to be in a leadership position and how to mm-hmm. host events and how to take care of my, of my guests and my patrons. So yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about some of the events that you've hosted. So some of the events that we have planned and, and, you know, I'm going to take this moment to be really personal. Okay. I have really taken a lot of time to really hate 
and really see myself through Black Nomads Me. And, and I really appreciate your question about what all it is, because um, I really do emphasize that it's been a, a lot of personal development. Um, because now, you know, when I started this, it was just the project. <laughs> and mm. then before I knew it, you know, it was this nationwide event. Our first event was our uh, first annual Black Nomads Meetup in Atlanta, Georgia mm. in 2021. And before I knew it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was having interviews and meeting phenomenal people. Um, and, and, and in the midst of all that, you know, I, I have found the importance of still being yourself. Um, mm. the importance of still doing the things that you love and still seeing yourself in the projects and doing the best that you can because a lot of people have a lot of things they want you to do and mm. I've learned that I can only do so much and to do those things phenomenally so to answer the question <laughs> some future events that we have planned so we have our okay this is a little seed drop, you know, okay. hell, but um, our first ever uh, Black Nomads meetup is going to be taking place in Joshua Tree, California in March 2023. So we are opening up the spring season with our first ever, and due to my research, this, this is the first ever all Black uh, travelers meetup of this kind happening um, wow. on the West Coast. So yes, Definitely check it out. Yeah, so that'll be taking place in mid-March 2023 in Joshua Tree, California. So we're we're hitting the ground running uh, with that one. Yeah. yeah, very good. So people can start thinking about where they're going to be in March and, and put that on their calendar. I know you talked about feeling like you were lonely and wanted to see more people that look like you in van life. Tell us a little bit more about some of the some of the reasons why you wanted a black nomad meetup? Um, so it, it's been an evolving reason. Um, and that's why I really appreciate mm. this process. Um, Cause it first started out as representation. Um, I really wanted, cause I didn't see myself represented and I kind of refused to accept <laughs> that it was just, it couldn't just be because we just weren't interested in it. You know what I mean? Um, and through, you know, research and, having this project going on for about three years now, you know, it really just became about representation and showing mm -hmm. that Black people are actually doing this lifestyle and are interested in doing it. So that's what it started out as. Um, but then over time, I have found the importance of reminding people of African descent, you know, Black people, melanated people of how we've always already been outside. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Like we've, we've already been nomads. We've already been travelers and adventurers and, you know, connecting with people all around the globe. And there's been a lot of disconnect from that. You know what I mean? Just for yeah. a couple of reasons. But I always like to frame it as a reminder, um, not as an inspiration for the future, but also a reminder of the past of, you know, a lot of our ancestry that, mm -hmm. you know, was already doing things like this and didn't even call it van life. It was just living. Right. Know? So, uh, so yeah, that has been something I found very useful and very practical um, in advocating for Black travel. So, yeah, I love that. I love that perspective. Now, I, it sounds like, you started this as part of your own personal journey, wanting, wanting to create this community for yourself. And I'm sure, and I know how community works. So once you start down that process though, then there are 
there are other people and other wants and desires that come into play. So how has it evolved since you first started? Um, so from when I first started, <laughs> um, for lack of a better word, I really didn't know what I was doing. I just know I wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's sorry. But that's out. wonderful that you just jumped in, you know, that you jumped in to do it. it. It really takes a pioneer like this to really start something. So I applaud you for that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go no, ahead. No, if you ever need to compliment me, you can interrupt me. <laughs> okay. uh, you can interrupt me for a compliment. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it started out with, you know, a lot of things I still was learning. I mean, that's just, the, that's just how learning works. I've grown to understand this as the community really needs this um, because in the beginning, there were a lot of people very, you know, pioneer, pioneers just like me who were like, who wanted to see Black Nomads Me do a lot of things, um, you know, whether it be an app or a, a travel app or a directory or, um, you know, even, even just other side projects. So we had a lot of people coming from the public with their ideas mm. and Black Nomads Meet still being in that, you know, infancy stage, you know, myself, you know, I use that Black Nomads Meet kind of one in the same, you know, really was like, well, how can we best serve the people? And I tried a lot of different things, you know what I mean? That, that's why I always yeah. call it a learning experience. Like I tried, you know, you know, I mean, we still have these, these up, you know, that people can still view, but, you know, we blogged. Um, one project that I did was a virtual tour series that's still available on YouTube where we had uh, virtual interviews with Black nomads all across the country. Yeah, I watched um, some of those. Those are great. Yeah. So, you know, that was a project that we worked on. Um, you know, of course, we have the event plannings, you know, uh, some, you know, we've also done a virtual workshop online, you know, sliding scale donation based. So, I actually was looking at the website before this interview because I plan on doing a lot of renovations mm -hmm. <laughs> to it. And, and mm -hmm. but it's been nice to kind of inventory so many things that we've done by request, you know what I mean? Yeah. By people just being like, hey, this would be so cool if you guys did this and we gave it a whirl and it would be really successful. So, but the other side of that is like things got really tiresome, mm. <laughs> you know, trying to do all of that. So how it is now is people really enjoy our events, you know, the concept of the caravan and the travel and getting to the venue and seeing people that they haven't seen in years or meeting new faces, that, that is the most impact that we have. And uh, that's what we're really going to harp on uh, for these years to come. So that's wonderful. Yeah. So what were some of the, the key, I want to say takeaways or things that you got at from the from the first gathering that you had, <laughs> I think about this question all the time. Mm. Um, some of the things I took away was first and foremost. Let me just open up with this: is the importance of help, <laughs> because uh. that event would not have happened if it wasn't for the team uh, that we had at the time. If it wasn't for volunteers, I mean, people who just came and really gave their hours you know, totally without anything. And, you know, they got a t-shirt, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Showed up. I mean, really rolled up their sleeves and are serving people food or cleaning the bathrooms. I mean, come on, who a strangers that I don't know yet is like helping to clean the bathrooms, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, the power of everyone coming together and really just collectively contributing was 
a major, major takeaway. Um, and I actually really was able to enjoy myself at that event because, I mean, we had about 25 volunteers and a team of eight. Um, so that was a big one. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I do it was like, wow. So that was a major takeaway. And then another one was um, having events in nature. <laughs> that mm. was a big one. People really, you know, I mean, there are all many types of events out there, but having the trees around and, you know, having the net, you know what I mean? Just the natural yeah. scene was, I think, a, a major role in the success of the event. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us start our nomad journey because we want to be out in nature and it's that connection that, um, that really pulls us to it, I think. So, mm -hmm. um, definitely, definitely doing that. And so, um, and so now you're heading out to Joshua tree and, uh, that sounds like a great, a great spot to have it. Um, mm -hmm. so what are some of the things, like if someone wanted to attend, like what would they expect aside from just community, what sorts of, what would they expect when they, like from the moment they arrive, if they've never been to something like this, from the moment uh, they arrive to the moment they leave, like what are some things that might happen for them? Uh, yeah. So for starters, I love to leave people off with a really, a, a, a lasting impact. Uh, one of the things that guests have enjoyed before and you know I make a mission to always bring to events is uh, learning opportunities like every event we have workshops taught by black nomads or black travelers um, you know from personal experiences we always have workshops or educational activities uh, but we also have a lot of like really fun activities like scavenger hunts or mm. potluck dinners yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? or like water balloon fights so we keep it very like grassroots it's, you know, very family reunion style. We'll do like a t-shirt decorating. Like last event we went to, we had our event in July. We went to the beach. You know? mm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, in addition to the community, we definitely like to weave in opportunities for everyone to learn something. We always have goodie bags or things that people can take home with them, photos or yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything and everything we, we give people to really take home. And, and like one one year we did like journals, like, you know, mm. like sketch journals. So people were able to take those home. So, uh, yeah, people can really expect to not only enjoy themselves, <laughs> but right. uh, but to meet people that they're going to know for hopefully years to come. So Yay. Awesome. And I'll get all the details from you so that we can put all the links into the show notes for people who want to find out more. For sure. Um, so I want to uh, uh, switch gears now uh, for a minute and talk about your other, I don't know if it's a business or passion or whatever you want to call right? it, but the eat fresh veggies. It seems like you offer education for people who are considering turning vegan or want to eat healthier vegan or what, well, what, well, why don't I let you tell me what it is? Eat oh, fresh well, veggies. You you put me in a really good platform. That's a good yeah. summary. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. It, it basically, so eat fresh veggies. That is one aspect that we do. Um, I am now hosting or making available for people to access uh, personal consultations. So 
November was the first month um, and that will continue on where I'll be hosting monthly free classes or, you know, virtual online classes. All people have to do is register. Oh, wow. Every month awesome. is a different theme. Yeah. So the December one I'm actually working on tomorrow and that should be up live, ready to go. But um, yeah, so monthly uh, free classes that all everyone has to do is just register. Um but yeah, but in addition to that, you know, there's the, the daily projects like the consultations, but there's also bigger projects with Eat Fresh Veggies. And, and I'll, I'll be admitted, like, I think my brain is bigger than my skull because I have <laughs> so many ideas and I'm working on like making them flow. Um, yeah. And in that, you know, I really have found how much I enjoy cooking on the road or visiting restaurants while I travel. So uh, eat fresh veggies in addition to just daily consultations I'm also working on some bigger projects like food tours I'll be hosting my own food oh, tours wow. I've actually hosted one before in August 2021 it's called the farm and food tour and um, where I actually just drive and visit black owned farms all across the country and talk about healthy eating and you know plant-based eating yeah, that's great. Is there for you? Is there a connection to nomadic life and vegan life? Uh, oh yeah, I actually it's amazing. You know, you'd be amazed how these things lead into other things. Uh, because during travel, I really got into because I was already traveling and eating before, just with food tours and you know work. But when I started traveling is when I started meeting up with farmers, you know, and I started um, not really going to grocery stores as much. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, what I mean, like would volunteer on a farm and get free food, just food from from farming all day. And it slippery sloped me into really getting into herbalism and foraging um, oh. and actually just foraging my own foods. I know I wouldn't have guessed in a million years that I'd be foraging my food. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it really got me into foraging. And that's why everything is like such a process because I'm really learning that as a traveler, finding your own food while you're out hiking, you know what I mean, has been something that's been very fun that I've been learning about. Of course, veganism, a lot of all of the foods that I forage are plant-based. So right. it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> you know it's been a lot yeah. to come from so much but um but yeah like I and, and just from traveling in general like I have found that plant-based foods are easier to preserve they're easier mm -hmm. to kind of like keep with you when you're on a hike or something like that versus like keeping meat or animal products that may spoil so uh yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm just curious Khadija did you grow up on a farm or like what how did you end up like finding this passion around food and, and fresh, natural, vegan food? Um, I'm a bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs, but my grandmother, she had a farm. Mm. So when I would come and visit her or every summer for about three or four months, she would just teach me the land, teach me how to farm. She had, uh, and still has uh, apple trees, just wild growing apple trees growing right mm. on her land. Uh, of course, she had her own farm, about like half an acre farm in the back. Um, and yeah, so I would spend the suburbs going to school just like yeah. a regular kid. And then I yeah. would spend the summers like <laughs> learning how to use an axe <laughs> and uh, how to forage my own food. So yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. So I know for a lot of us when we're traveling, it's just so easy to just grab convenience food. 
So if somebody wants to start taking steps into eating healthier on the road, what, what are your top tips? Um, so my first tip would be, well, my first tip would be bring foods that you like to eat, <laughs> you know, and, and I know that sounds so simple, but um, I found just through talking with clients or working with, you know, people, classes, kids, that there's this misconception that veganism or even just plant-based eating is you're kind of forced to eat these foods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I think that comes from um, a lack of just knowing how many foods are out there, just really knowing what you can yeah. create. So I always start with, you know, you don't have to like suffer, <laughs> you know, eating foods that you think are super limiting, uh, starting with foods that you enjoy. And from there, coming prepared in any degree of food preparation, but especially plant-based eating, uh, having a plan for your food is really helpful. So like pre-packing your meals, meals that you enjoy to eat, <laughs> um, like having the materials, the food packaging to actually do so. Um, and then just bring it like a little cooler. I mean, there's some times when I just have a little lunchbox, pretty insulated lunchbox, and I'll just keep like some juice, a couple sandwiches, some fruit, some, you know, trail mix, um, you know, some peanut butter, just kind of keep it in there and snack on that throughout the day. So definitely being prepared is, is pretty major in, in the success of it all. So. Yeah. And ha did you, do you find it's easier when you're sitting in one place versus when you're traveling? You know, they're tomato, tomato. Um, they both have their pros and cons. The, when it comes to kind of sitting in one spot, it is easier because at the time I had electricity plugged in. So mm. I was able just to start up the stove, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just cook a meal right there. But I really found, and it's, it's kind of interesting. I kind of found myself being less creative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I could just go to the grocery store and just pick up whatever oh. they had and just come home. But when I'm on the road, um, you know, though I can't just start up the stove on the other side, I have to start a fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's oh, you don't have a home. stove in your van. Uh, no, I do not. Oh, okay. I, I have a, I have a hot eye, like a, like a, a camp stove or so, yeah. you know, not a camp stove, but like an electric grill if like, like, if I happen to have electricity, but, um, but no, I would just start fires. Oh, you don't um, have a little Coleman like camp stove or anything, huh? No. Um, and I'm about to get super hippie, super, okay. like, you know, wild woman over here, but like, I really, <laughs> I have this thing with like, just cooking with natural materials and oh, um, okay. being very, being very environmentally conscious. So um, I try not to use any like fuels like propane or kerosene um, because like, A, I don't know, I don't want to like breathe it in and like also like it's going to leave trash. So I like yeah. to just use wood from like fallen trees. I know I'm like level 10 up in here. But that's okay though. I mean, that's great because if, if we want someone who's going to teach us, we want somebody who, you know, who's, who's walking the talk, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I had fire every morning. <laughs> so do you eat a lot of raw foods then? Um, about, and, and that, that's a great segue is, you know, um, I do eat a lot more raw foods when I am driving on the road. Um, and that's simply because kind of due to the limited space, you're kind of forced to get more creative and to enjoy the simpler things. So, um, 
yeah, like I would just enjoy an apple. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, when yeah. you have a whole kitchen, it's, oh, okay, I can make apple pie. Right. But the simplicity of being like, nope, I'm just going to enjoy this really good apple because I don't have an oven. And <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely eat more raw foods. Um, and then when I do have prepared foods, they're a lot more simply prepared, usually just rice or quinoa and then just a few mm. veggies and beans. So, um kind of it's like tomato tomato when I have a stove I can make you a four course meal but when I just have an open fire it feels really good just having like chili <laughs> you know? yeah okay that's great very cool so tell us a little bit about some of the things that if someone was to come work with you that you offer in your workshops and in your consulting business well, the first thing I offer is my enthusiastic personality. <laughs> um, it is I'm, true. <laughs> I'm very interested and passionate about this. Yeah. You know, can uh, I, let uh, me just, I, I had this question. So I'm just curious, why is it important for you to teach people about eating healthier, whole vegan foods? Um, I think it is. Well, I know it is important because an educated consumer is a conscious consumer. Um, it isn't so much, and, and and you kind of mentioned it earlier, and I and I'll take this moment to reiterate it that as a consultant, like I am vegan. I've been vegan for about ten years now, um, but I really just help people create their own plant based goals. Um, I've helped people just go vegetarian or just go mm. meatless Mondays. It's hard to fit everything with such an hour, but you know I work with feeding you know, people feeding homeless people or people who didn't have meals for the evening, preparing them plant based food. Um, you know, whether they were vegan or vegetarian or they didn't care, it was just a good plate of hot food, just healthy for them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've even, you know, worked all the way up to people who just needed a meal plan to go grocery shopping with. So and I know it's important to teach people about healthy eating because people aren't being taught <laughs> about healthy eating. Um, yeah. Even when it comes to just like food diversity. I mean, there's over... 750,000 plant-based foods on the face of this planet but we go to the grocery store and we're limited to what you know 25 to maybe 50 items yeah. you know depending on the store so I know that people really deserve to know what they're eating and they deserve to know what they could eat and the options that are available to them um, and especially healthy options that are available to them so that these can you know as a consumer they can have more control or awareness of their food choices and their health options for themselves. So like I said, I'm vegan. I don't advocate for eating animals. Um, but even before that, I am an advocate for just teaching people about the foods that they put in their bodies, whether it be meat or, or plants. So, yeah. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about if, if I wanted to sign up for one of your workshops or to get a consultant from you, what what would happen? What was the what's the process like? Um, so I really in, implore my clients to really tell me what they like. Um, tell me what your favorite foods are. <laughs> you know this mm. this consultation is about you. Um, you know tell you know just starting. It doesn't matter if it's meat or not. Just what are your favorite foods? What are some goals that you have for yourself in the future? Um, but also taking some time to really learn about your past. You know, I work with clients who have had eating disorders, mm. whose whose difficulty with food goes far deeper than just, oh, how do I, you know, substitute meat? You know what I mean? People who have had, who have had, you know, personal 
uh, interactions with food, you know, psychological interactions with food. Um, so it's, an, it's a real opportunity to really go into the foods you ate when you were a child. Um, when you did try to eat healthy, what foods did you eat and why was it difficult for you to maintain? So um, I really do. I mean, I take about 30 minutes to really just yeah. take notes <laughs> and I, my clients just talk. Um, and I just ask questions and we do that for about 30 minutes. And then we spend the second 30 minutes, um, you know, cause I offer one hour con private consultations, mm. um, you know, after the next 30 minutes, then it's like, okay, well, here's a meal plan. Um, especially some of my clients may have financial burdens, you know what I mean? That may hinder them from yeah. being able to afford certain foods. So I, I really take the time to construct foods that are friendly to your palate, friendly to your wallet, um, you know, looking up grocery stores that are around you that you can walk to or take the bus to if you don't have the means to, to drive. So it's a real personal approach and everybody really does have a chance to really talk about themselves and, and create goals together. Do you share recipes as well? Yes, I do. I have my blog. I'm oh, what's the blog? It's actually, so my Eat Fresh Veggies website is eatfreshveggies.wordpress.com. So, okay. yeah, so there you can see the blog that I've written of some past recipes. I'm kind of like, I wasn't really doing it as much. I have other things on the website too, but I really gotten really into cooking mm -hmm. <laughs> lately. So I think the blog's going to get revved back up. But, uh, but yeah, I do have some recipes on there as well as a five-day meal plan for people to get started on their journey. So, Yeah, that makes me think you love cooking, but what about someone who maybe doesn't love cooking? How, how could you advise them? So starting with accepting that you have to cook. <laughs> Like there's kind of no way around it. I mean, I can encourage in the in the short term, there are restaurants that have delicious vegan food <laughs> that I have enjoyed mm -hmm. many a times. Um, and of courage, you know, there are food delivery uh programs like Blue Apron or oh, yeah. um or or even um oh what's that one? Uh there's actually some vegan ones, but you know, then we're getting into like price. Right. And, and 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 you're really kind of there's, there's three options you can only choose two. It's either going to cost you money, time, or energy, <laughs> you mm. know? Um, mm -hmm. So there are a lot of convenient ways that someone who may not like to cook um, can access like, you know, Blue Apron or even like Veggie Taste. That's another one. Veggie mm. Taste is a, a plant-based food delivery system. If you have the financial means. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but if you don't, um, and you don't, if you don't have the financial means and you don't necessarily enjoy cooking, um, I encourage checking out plant-based on a budget, um, wonderful woman. I've been following her blog for a few years now, and she recommends like meals. I think they're like under $5 and under 20 minutes to prepare. Um, so, you know, you gotta have to cook something, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do something, you know? Right. So. Yeah. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your foraging. Where are you foraging and what kinds of things are you finding when you're out? So I forage wherever there is grass growing, <laughs> wherever there are trees. Um, I, you know, there's, there's food growing everywhere. There's food growing on the side of the highway. Like, I'm not sure if you're familiar, I mean but we have the interstate 95, which is like this huge highway that goes from like 
I don't know, Pennsylvania to Florida, there's food growing on the side of that highway. You know? So how, how do you know, like what's good to eat and what's not? I mean, I, I was thinking last spring, I was out in Eastern Oregon in the mountains. And for the first time I had forage for myself, morel mushrooms. Mm. And, um, and I was, I only felt safe eating them because there were so many people who were like, yeah, these are morels and you can eat them. So mm. what about somebody who's a little bit timid about learning? What is it that I can eat that's safe? That's going to taste good. That's going to be um, healthy for me. You know, it's just like with learning everything, you know, me and my mom have this discussion because she's she worries for me. <laughs> she says mm. the same thing, like, please don't eat something that'll kill you. Um, right. So there's a mo- there's a modesty that you have to maintain, you know, of I found something I'm 89 percent sure. Let me take it home and go verify. Um, mm. So in some of the ways that we can do that, I mean, if, just starting online, um, I mean, I, I, if you're a newbie or if you're a, a novice, I mean, before you pick up anything and put anything in your mouth, you have to read. You have to read. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, foragers guides online. Um, sometimes I just go to state website databases and just go through the plant, um, especially if, you know, I kind of, I don't know which way I start. I'll go online and just read the plants, but then I'll also just go outside and kind of just take mental notes. I like really pay attention. Like, okay, that's a pink flower. These are the details. I'm gonna go home. And if I come across it, oh, that looked like what I saw today. Ooh, I wonder if this is it, you know? Um, and because there are a lot of, even for beginners, there are a lot of things that you can do to identify plants, uh, whether looking at its leaf structure, looking at mm-hmm. it, the way its roots grow, how many flat flower petals, for example. So just by taking the time to read and be really delicate and just to look at what you're looking at, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Taking notes of what you're viewing right now. It's just, it's, it's like learning anything. Because um, even the mushrooms that you forage, they have a very poisonous lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> a very, a, a, oh, almost okay. Local, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? You're fine. You're fine. Um, but I'm they still have here, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. still here. <laughs> um, but you know, they have a, a very poisonous lookalike, and the way that you can tell the difference is by cutting them open and looking at the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything, you know, creating the wheel. I'm just reading, <laughs> and yeah, taking notes and. I'm not confident until I'm like, this is it. You know, like mm. the internet told me, the books I read told me. So I do cross-reference about three or four times before I actually like feel good. Um, and if I don't feel good, I'll take pictures and then try again next time. You know, yeah. if I find it again, I, I just won't eat it. And then I'll just, you know, learn from the experience. So, wow. I mean, I would love to just go out with you sometime and, and wander around and, and see what you know, you know, just to look through your eyes to see what you notice and what you pick up and what you taste and that kind of thing. That would be cool. Yeah, actually, we would have a really fun time because I spend the whole day out there. So we would get, you know, a picnic, we'll bring some sandwiches, you know what I mean? And just like, spend, and that's kind of the way you have to do it. You really just have to spend like 10 hours mm-hmm. just in the forest, which is what I used to do. I, I, I should have mentioned this before, um, joining other groups. You know, I am a thousand percent sure that there is an Oregon mushroom oh, yeah. club. Yeah. <laughs> I just know there is. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, if you're really probably numerous ones, yeah, yeah, I think you have your pick of the pie. Um, but yeah, I really encourage, you know, and and don't, and they all just go out. Like I've been on a few, um, and they just go out for the day and you have a mix of new people and people who've been doing it for years. So, uh, that's a good way to kind of, you know, get your feet wet. Let's talk about what's coming up for you. What are some things, what am I doing (laughs) and that you've got coming up aside from this big gathering in March? Um, so I have a lot of, so as you mentioned, we have the gathering in March, um, but for Eat Fresh, well, and for Eat Fresh Veggies, I'm planning a festival this June 24th in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called the Mini Farm and Veg Fest. Still very much gathering our team together to plan it, but um, that's going to be actually my first festival that I'm leading. Um, so that's going to be taking place this June and another big project that I'm working on is um, another farm and food tour uh, that's going to be taking place this August 2022. And that's going to be a mix of uh, v- visiting and, and interviewing Black farmers all across the East Coast, as well as hosting uh, live cooking workshops on these farms for people to learn more about farming, gardening, and how to prepare their own foods at home. So. I'm taking this winter season to do a lot of cooking. Um, Mm. And then once the spring comes, you know, we'll be ready to really provide some really fun activities and projects for people. So yeah, I'm excited. Wow. That's a lot. I love what you're doing. And I, I did dive into a little, some of your YouTube videos and your talking with some of the farmers that you do visit. And I was, I just loved watching those. It was, uh, it was really inspiring. So Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate, you know, that. <laughs> I really do. Thank you. <laughs> well, sweet. So where can we find you, Khadija? Um, so on social media, you can follow both of my platforms, Black Nomads Meat and Eat Fresh Veggies on Instagram and Facebook. You can find my YouTube page. It's called Eat Plants Travel Planet. Uh, and you can also view uh, both websites. The Black Nomads Meet website is www.blacknomadsmeetup.org. Or you can check out my Eat Fresh Veggies website, which is eatfreshveggies.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, from there, you'll see things we've already captured. You know, we have our event gallery of past events, um, and we also have uh, upcoming projects that you can get involved with. So uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all about your journey with us and all about the interesting tips about (laughs) vegan food and eating healthier on the road. I really appreciate it. I really want to thank my guest Khadija again. This conversation was really inspiring to me and really got me thinking, thinking not only about the food that we eat, but even how we prepare our food and the impact that might have on the environment. And also just really thinking what she, the comment she made about the diversity of food that is edible, but how limited we are in what is available in our grocery stores. So here are my key takeaways from my conversation with Khadija. Number one, Khadija started Black Nomads Meet as a way to find other nomads who look like her and to combat loneliness she felt when she was first starting out. So if there's a gap that you see in your experience as an RVer or van lifer, don't be shy about creating something. 
That's why I created this podcast because I didn't see other podcasts out there that were focusing on solo women. Number two, Khadija admits that it didn't all go perfectly when she first started, but she was open to learn and grow and in the process created a meaningful organization for fellow black nomads. It's more important to start than to do it perfectly the first time. And don't forget the importance of asking for help. Number three, the Black Nomads Meetup on the West Coast is happening in March of 2023 in Joshua Tree. So check the show notes for links and information about that event. Number four, if you're interested in attending event, whether it be Black Nomads Meet or another event, come with an open mind, be prepared to learn, be prepared to pitch in, be prepared to meet others and make community. Number five, you can eat healthy on the road and continue to eat all the foods that you like. Number six, Khadija is teaching people about healthy eating because people aren't being taught about healthy eating. She's ready to meet you where you're at and help you achieve your health, food, and wellness goals. Number seven, there's food growing everywhere. You just have to know how to identify it. Number eight, connect with Khadija and the Black Nomads Meet. All the contact information will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, We'll see you out there on the road.